Nom, 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 nom. Broadcasters don't ever do that. Worst freaking sound ever. People chewing, don't do it. Mic check. Hi, Jenny. Brian, mic check. It's way low. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. You're awful. Does that sound good in your headphones? No, it sounds horrible in everything. Stop. Please stop. You people are awful. Mic check. Mic check. Check, check, check. Yeah, that's better. Check, 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 check. Wicked whack and check. Stop! Oh, God. Stop! Oh my God, man! He's just crunching. Trump went on the back of his neck. <laughs> Today on the Geek Up podcast, Untitled Goose Game has been reimagined as an unofficial Windows desktop app, and it's just as horrible as the goose in the game. We're totally going to overanalyze the Super Bowl spot for the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus shows. Fast and Furious 9 is coming, and it looks as ridiculous as we'd expect. Owen Wilson's going to join the MCU. Wow. (laughs) And a Mario Kart clone in Japan has been ordered to pay Nintendo 50 million yen for copyright infringement. You sound so evil when you say that. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to bed. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode 69. Dude, we record this on Tuesday, February 4th, 2020. Something has happened. There's a glitch in the Matrix. There's a speed wobble in the earth. There's weird bubbles in Kirsten's coffee. Because Tuesday is typically Taco Tuesday, which would be perfect for 69. Oh, sorry. What? What? Wow. Yeah. Want to just keep rolling with that? 59 tacos? I'm an eat 69. Wait, are you talking about 69 right now? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out with Dylan and Jason Wednesdays in the Morning Zone. You don't need to know who I am after that. Wow. <laughs> Moving on. I'm Paul Blasino and I host that Afternoon Zone. And, okay, does this mean, Bud, so that um, that this podcast is going to come out on a different day? Does it, is that relevant information to the person who might be listening to it right I now? I think it is because we'll be, we'll be talking about stuff that happens on the weekends earlier in the week. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you. Like, are you yeah, gonna, you're just telling me how to do my job now, yeah, well, aren't you? But no, it, yeah, no, it, I, I think it is. We should wait Friday anyways to drop the podcast because then there's like three days of dead space. No, we. I think like I'll probably be editing this if not after this uh, recording um, tomorrow morning, so Wednesday morning. Yeah, so yeah. So we generally, could theoretically, release it on Wednesdays. Now we should hopefully great. expect to have it on Wednesdays. Yeah, there's just been some schedule changes. Kirsten's going to be in the office on different days, and um, yeah, it's just a. I think this is an all around better thing. We've been doing this for a full year and a bit now. Wow. Sixty nine times. <laughs> said, is this episode sixty nine? Is that why you're being a pervert or something? That's, yes. Yeah, you did, it's you episode missed... sixty nine. You must have oh, missed I didn't that. No. Brian oh. just didn't bring up sixty nine tacos for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Art, yes, Art Aronson, reporter, here. <laughs> That's why the joke went over your head. Yep. 69 tacos for $69 or something? No. Yeah, I have no idea. He said episode 69, and we're doing this on a Tuesday now, okay. and Tuesday's Taco Tuesday. Listen, I love simultaneous mutual oral sex as much as anybody but I'm not one of these people who just is going around in my life listening oh. for someone to say the word the number 69 so I go like for 2069 I'm sorry I'm clearly you have no joy in your life did you go over my head <laughs> I have no joy but I have lots of simultaneous access your inner mutual. Kevin Malone please <laughs> so oral sex thank you continue go on sorry Kirsten uh, I'm Kirsten James <laughs> And we're all enjoying chili. Thank you, Art. Oh, you're welcome, Tell guys. us about the chili. Why are we all enjoying chili? 
Well, the Super Bowl happened on Sunday, which uh, I invited most of us to. <laughs> and, uh, Some later than others. I just made a lot of food, and nobody touched the chili, so why not bring it to the, the Geek Bot? And, and close us in a small room for an hour. Okay, good. Yeah, smart <laughs> idea. Uh, and uh, I think that's all the relevant, interesting things that are different, right? We'll do the thing. We'll just do it. We'll talk. Okay. This week on Buzz Weekly Geek Out. Do the thing. <laughs> do the thing. Um, an unofficial tribute app to Untitled Goose Game was created by this guy, Sam Chit, and it's Desktop Goose. And you run this little program, and a small, badly drawn goose will start walking all over your screen. And it'll leave, like, muddy goose prints, and it'll honk, and it will drag memes on top of your work. Oh. And if you try and, like, close it, it'll it'll grab your mouse cursor and run away, and you can't... Yeah. So, it's a wonderfully subversive, useless little app. But it ties into my Untitled Goose Game Geek Out. And it reminded me of eSheep. Is anybody here old enough to remember eSheep? No. Okay. So eSheep was a Windows 95 or maybe even Windows 3.1 um, tiny little app, little eSheep.exe. I still have the executable somewhere, but it doesn't work on modern Windows. You'd run it, and it would spawn this adorable little sheep. I'm just at a page. Actually, I should put this page in the show notes so you can see what it looks like because, you know, Mac users can't play with eSheep. But, yeah, and it just there's this tiny little sheep, and it just walks around, and you can pick it up, and you can drop it on things. Eh. And it eats flowers, and sometimes it jumps off windows, and it goes to sleep, and it runs into the side of your monitor. Just a cute little useless thing. I'm researching this desktop goose app, and I find out that just last October, somebody has repackaged and re-released eSheep, my favorite useless Windows toy, for 64-bit. So I downloaded it, and I have three of them walking around. I have a herd of eSheep running, um, running around on my laptop right now, because I'm a child. Wow. If you're ever wondering why your laptop is slowing down and <laughs> constantly freezing, maybe it's because you got all this shit running around in your computer. Uh, sheep. All this sheep. Sheep. <laughs> Holy sheep shit. Holy <laughs> sheep. Um, yeah, how wonderful. And <laughs> no, no, I really like how the goose has become like a beloved video game character Me in the too. last it's three great. months or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, yeah, how wonderful, truly. How are you doing on that video game, by the way, bud? Did you finish it? Oh, I finished that a long time ago. I totally yeah. finished it. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Really I think fun. it sounds horrible. It's a lovely day in the village, and you are a horrible goose. That's the actual tagline for the game. <laughs> it is. And it's so much fun being horrible, because all you do is you cause mayhem. You have, a sh- you have like, a, like a to-do list for the day for every area that you're in. And it's like, take the, take the, the caretaker's hat, lock him inside the thing, get him wet, turn the sprinkler on. Uh, there's, there's one item that says, lake in, uh, sorry, rake in the lake. So you just have to take his rake and throw it in the lake. All sorts of stuff like that. You just cause havoc. Okay, so did you... Sounds time. like a goose virus. <laughs> oh, okay. You're a goose virus. What the hell? <laughs> did you... So you finished it. Yeah. Did you do all, like, the timed ones before... Oh, do the, all of them the, before the, the, the church bell ones? rings? Oh, um... Uh, oh, you didn't finish it then. No, I did. Like, you take the church... You take, you take the bell. No, you, you take the, over the, the, the bell, mm-hmm. but then... So after you've, after you've done that, there are extra yeah, yeah, to-do yeah. lists. And then after you've done that, oh. the last thing is to do each each of those list things in 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 every in area. a time trial 
Yeah, before, so they'll start you, and you do it before the church bell rings, which is like six minutes. I must have missed that. That's it's, amazing. It's pretty stressful. No, I'm going to try that. Oh, because yeah, I'm like right at the end. I must have just like saved the game and left or something. Yeah, no, no, no. I've not seen that. Oh, wow, there's like three phases of the game. I love yeah. it. That's great. Speaking of viruses, corrections from last week, Bud was right. <laughs> SARS is a coronavirus. <laughs> and I just needed to say that just in case someone was listening and was like, oh, this is safe now. And then because I sounded so confident that I was right, maybe they died. I don't know. So Bud was right. <laughs> SARS was a coronavirus. And coronavirus just doesn't have a cool name this time. They're just calling it what it is. Novel? Novel. novel a novel yeah. coronavirus. The, that's, that's a weird thing to be calling it, P.S. I don't know why. Anyway. Yeah, do you think? Oh, I was it's wrong. a similar thing. Oh, Bud was right. No, it's okay. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I wish I had a cooler name for sure. Yeah. Um, I saw a good joke that... Um, because uh, we always want to be making jokes about these things. Corona beer was going to try and petition it to be changed to Bud Light virus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> arr, arr. All right. 20,704 confirmed cases at the time of this um, recording. 727 total deaths. But Se- wait, so what? Sorry, four, hun- four, sorry, 427 total deaths, 727 total recovered. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it 170 last week? Yep. And it went to 173 within the time that we were recording. It's such a weird thing that... I like that we're updating people on this information. Yeah, because the news cycle seems to... It was like the top three stories on every newscast I listened to last week, I feel like. And then now this week, it's just completely dropped off and no one gives a shit anymore about this thing. Uh, Is that about right? Literally, though, that's the news cycle. Except for the Canadians trying to get home. Yeah. Canadians trying to get home. Yeah, that's true. They're chartering a second plane. But otherwise, it's like, meh. Yeah, two in Toronto, one in London, Ontario, and one in BC. Four cases in Canada. Crazy. Anyway, let's talk about Super Bowl and this very tightly packed Marvel Disney Plus. So this, like... Commercial that we Yeah, got. this took me by surprise. And yeah. I think Kirsten was right there. And Paul, were you watching the exact oh, yeah. same time? Yep. And I was at home because I wasn't invited to Whoa! the party. <laughs> You I'm trying to make up no, for it for the chili here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, by the way, who took Art to Costco on Brian's Costco card so that Art could shop for ingredients for his Super Bowl party that Brian wasn't invited to. No, that was I'm not. Really I'm not. I'm not bothered by. It. I'm honestly. I'm just. I had. I wanted to have fun with it. Yeah. I knew you were having a Super Bowl party. And bad. if you invited me, I probably would have said no because this is like <laughs> I don't want to go from Langford to James Bay. And honestly, I think on that's why invite. You know, some people, because I thought for sure they wouldn't come. Some yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But apparently people are telling me, like, you know, just invite everybody. The people who don't come won't come. Honestly, if I wanted to go, I would have Michael Scotted it and showed up uninvited. So. <laughs> but the Super Bowl spot. Yeah. Anyway, Super Bowl so spot. My Super Bowl party was a little, like, it was in two pieces. The people who didn't give a shit about the football game in the corner talking, and then people watching the commercials and watching the game, which happened to be Kirsten and I and Paul, and this came out of nowhere and it was just like well nobody like usually they'll tease it they'll be like we're gonna yeah, drop a big yeah. trailer we're gonna do there i brian did you hear i had anything? an inkling that something would happen from marvel yeah. how do you but know I, everything how no do you know it everything? wasn't I, it wasn't me knowing it was just i think i read something online that said there was like gonna be like Marvel's huh. going to be teasing something. Uh, it was so cool, though, to be surprised always... and not be waiting around for the commercial. Yeah. And just to, like I was telling Brian earlier, you see the shot of Cap Shield, and I thought, I was like, well, it's just going to be a car control. commercial yeah, with Captain totally. America in it. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I ended up being surprised is because I saw a Black Widow 
uh, some quick right. new footage of the Black Widow uh, movie, and I was like, oh, that's the thing that Marvel's doing. Mm. Okay, mm. great. And that that came before the Disney Plus. That came before, right? way, yeah. way before the Disney. Plus. And watching the guttural reaction on on our group pod chat. Um, was fascinating. He was just like, oh, Disney Plus, but uh, yeah, yeah. everybody's weighing. It was like, I love that they actually surprised. I love that they didn't good. waste like time and energy teasing it and then build it up. Like, I missed probably half of what happened during the commercial because I just sat there being like, whoa! 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was the third quarter by that point, and you'd had a few... Uh, Three drinks. Drinky booze, yeah. There's Benedict Cumberbatch! There's Benedict Cumberbatch in this! Yeah. I was feeling pretty warm at that time, too. He wasn't there. Yeah. But Tom Hiddleston was. Yeah. Uh, or do we want to go through like what we saw, or because Disney like put out a, a, like a release at their description? Yeah. Can you three. let's start by can you read us the sort of synopses or the descriptions of what Disney put out? And if they have release dates, great. We can put those out as well. I've got a ton of notes. <laughs> you brought a whole separate page on the commercial. Yeah. There's <laughs> oh a lot. Have you seen this? Look at this thing. Here. Look at this oh thing. This is God. so Brian. Let me look at his notes. Don't look at my notes until I talk about it. <laughs> Okay, there, well, wait, is there a nice border on your notes? Yes. You put page a border? Because I, I have Microsoft Word now. <laughs> oh my so God. I, I can put page borders on again. Art, read the description, <laughs> Color-coded highlights. Uh, yeah. Look at this. <laughs> Man. Look. Okay, going to start with uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because that was kind of the first... I thought the way that teaser went. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson slash Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie, and Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier, played by Sebastian Stan. With a nice new trim haircut. Team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. In Marvel Studios, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and their friendship. Oh, they're paid. That means they're gonna like quip to each other. <laughs> yeah, but that was the whole thing with Civil War, right? Oh, yes, yeah. they're gonna sit in a car and do quips, move your seat up, and all that. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> a whole TV series of move your seat up. I'm, I'm excited. Was, wow. That was the best moment. One it of the best was. comedic moments in Civil War. Absolutely. Right? Uh, the all new series is directed by Carrie Scoglin. Malcolm Spellman is the head writer. It debuts on Disney Plus this fall. Oof. I heard it could be as soon as August, is what I heard, mm-hmm. uh, that, that that it comes out. But, what? Well, you're waiting for fucking till August for this thing? It looks amazing. Yeah. Like, Sam Wilson learning, like, practicing with the shield. and That was cool. That was yeah. a great moment. Yeah. And we saw, like, Brian, do you want to break down some of, like, the highlights from, from that one? From that part? Sure. So, like, some of those ones are a little bit more in your face and stu- stuff that's not as surprising um, because they've already talked about it. So I only have, like, two things on there. <laughs> one is just, like, the um, they, they show, like, U.S. agent kind of coming out on, a, like, a football field. Yep. Um, obviously, they have to show the football field thing because it's like, oh, Super Bowl kind of thing. Oh, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but... Just like what we were talking about with that character um, being introduced as sort of the new Captain America, the government-approved Captain America, that's... You know, that's, that's, uh, that's not a huge surprise because we've already sort of talked about that before. Um, and then obviously you get a good shot of like Baron Zemo. He's going to be one of the main sort of antagonists on this. And I think that's where the story is. Like in the, within the six episodes, it's going to be uh, Falcon trying to kind of like take up the mantle of like being the new Captain America, the new leader of the Avengers, trying to learn how to throw a Frisbee shield. Um, and then that kind of getting stripped away from him because like uh probably Everett Ross and like the government uh or Everett no 
what's his name? Thunderbolt so- Ross or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrible accent, Ross. And the uh, no, 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 not so. That's why I think Everett Ross is like is the. Are you talking about like the commander guy? Yeah, I'm talking about the Secretary of State, the mm. Hobbit. What's his name? Martin the Freeman. Hobbit. They Martin both have Freeman. they yeah, both have right. the last name Ross, oh, but they're not related. Oh, yeah, because Everett yeah. Ross is Martin Freeman, right? No. I believe Everett. I know who you mean, though. Thaddeus, Thaddeus Ross, mustache, Thunderbolt. Yeah, Thaddeus Ross yeah. is Thunderbolt Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I believe he's going to be the one to take uh, take the shield away from uh, the Falcon, mm-hmm. and then have like sort of a uh, government approved uh, Captain America. And so that's going to then happen. But then in the background, you've got Baron Zemo pulling some shit, and they're going to have to sort of deal with that. But is he going to deal with it officially as Captain America, or is he still going to have to be the Falcon? Is you know, are they going to let them deal with all? Do that you think there's going to be like a racial undertone to this, like there black could be. man being and Captain kinda, America? There kind of was in the comics. Yep. Um, in in some panels in the comics, there were racial undertones with people having problems with Falcon being Captain America. Wow. Which is so. a little ridiculous in our time because mm-hmm. Barack Obama was just the president. So. Yeah, so I, it might not end up working that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it could it, it just easily be that, like, oh, he was on the other side of the Sokovia Accords, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Still, though, you know, there was tons of uh, great kind of racial stuff in the uh, Watchmen yeah. TV series. And I feel like they actually could do it. You know, Disney could do it in a way that's like not heavy handed because mm-hmm. they Disney is just, you know, one of those companies, like you always say, Brian, that just wants to make money. And so we're not going to like stick their neck out with a yeah. hardcore political or racial message. But, you know, undertones could be some neat things to kind of pull from it. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if they kind of do it like The Mandalorian. If it'll feel like... Because I thought The Mandalorian didn't... It didn't feel like a movie. No. It, it did feel like, you know... The episodic. Sh- yeah, episodic. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that's going to be the same It's interesting in this teaser, it. though. That's like yeah. It looks like a movie, hey? Like, I was going to say, production yeah. value looks great. Actually, I would say better than The Mandalorian. Because mm-hmm. I think... Maybe it's just like space stuff is tougher to do on a smaller budget, but yeah. there were times where I could see the strings on the Mandalorian. Let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, I think the production value on these they all look very phenomenal, mm-hmm. very um, impressive. Like so this far. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah, because if you have say even have the same production budget as the Watchmen, you just make it look fairly the same, right? And and scenes can look like scenes right out of Civil War. Right, and just because it's more of that sort of political um, drama, totally, or, or it's, it's a little more thriller. down to earth, right? Yeah. So you don't need all the big CGI budget to do, you know, fucking Iron Man flying through the sky and all that. But even like, that, sink like, your budget into good stunt work, yeah, you know, and great like locations. that wingsuit thing where like mm. the Falcon looks like he's chasing some dudes in the wingsuit. The guy turns around and has the double guns and stuff. That oh, looks yeah. phenomenal. Oh yeah. Oh. Shall we read the next synopsis? Do it practically, though. Yep. Those wingsuits exist. Like, do it. Get out there with a helicopter and actually do it. Imagine being a guy being told that, okay, you're going to fight the Falcon, and you're going to get, like, this wingsuit, and he's going to have, like, his rocket-propellered wings <laughs> that are carbon fiber that also, you know, are bulletproof. And Yeah. <laughs> it's not know. a fair fight. I, I do all this. I always find the motivation of um, henchmen to be flawed. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) What are you really, why are you dedicating your life to this? You're clearly going up against the wrong team here, but okay, whatever. I think these henchmen, though, my prediction for these henchmen is that they're going to be like henchmen from Hydra. Like, I think Uh, Zemo's probably started his own little faction of Hydra. Yeah, cool. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, WandaVision. Marvel Studios' WandaVision blends the style of classic sitcoms with the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wanda Maximoff, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, Paul Bettany, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. Whoa, interesting. The new series is directed by Matt Shakeman. Jack Schaefer is the head writer and debuts on Disney some point this year. They didn't say Disney Plus. Some point. This year. Yeah, it, it'll, and that's a kind of a surprise too, because uh, originally they were saying is that it's not going to debut until early next year. Um, so my guess is it'll probably be in around November that uh, that we get to see this. Yeah, it looks interesting. I think uh, like WandaVision. When we first heard about it, I was like, "That's the." St- Stupidest thing I've I ever was heard. right with you. I was not and interested. And it still doesn't look like it. Still kind of looks a little silly, but I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. And I'm um, some of the articles I've been reading about, like maybe it's uh, Scarlet Witch has like kind of created this like universe that she's living in with Vision, oh. like because she's sad, right. and so she's like, I made a perfect and world. We've, we've also never explored that element of her, of her powers, powers except yeah. for a little bit in age of ultron where she made everybody have those visions yeah. right yeah um right. but uh one element of her powers is she's able to distort reality a bit right so so they're thinking that perhaps you know in her sadness she's like buried herself like that's why vision is back mm-hmm. is she's living in this we don't we don't know but it looks really interesting the, the other side of that is that she's using uh, sitcoms that she watched, I guess, in Russia or in, in Eastern Europe. Eastern and that's Europe. the thing I was going to say is that, like, the kind of she, if she's living in the states now, yeah. because she's an Avenger, probably a lot of her exposure to like North American culture as an Eastern European right. is like old like sitcoms, like fucking Perfect Strangers, and you right. know all those things. I love Lucy. I love Lucy. So I love how they show, and they like they even show in like the, so you sent us a BuzzFeed article. Some of the the background, the backdrops, you know, I love Lucy's there, the Brady Bunch, uh, Family Ties. You know, but they've like blossom. built these sets to look one. like like mimic those sets. They've so done so well with the sets. This mm. BuzzFeed article, we'll link to it in the show notes. And yeah, the the detail they have taken is absolutely incredible. It's interesting that one of they didn't they didn't cover this look, which uh, everybody was focusing on the the bee bear thing on the fridge. Uh, but I'm convinced this is from uh, like Roseanne's Roseanne kitchen. Roseanne, the Connors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. But they didn't cover that in the, um, um, in the BuzzFeed article. So, yeah, th- with within that, there's and there was only, like, literally, what, five seconds of footage yeah. because that. there's, like, it was, you know, done to a beat and stuff. But there was so much in there if you're nerd about all this stuff like I am. And it's funny because I started looking at things and then – kind of going through it through it like my nerdy mind would and then if you you know i would google things and then all of a sudden the things that i would google the specific details of the marvel universe that i googled were then had articles about it in you know in with regards to wandavision like oh this is so cool so cool that they're really going and the thing i like about this and everything that that was in this is is showing that they're able they have now the balls to go deep 
cut in some of these comics where it's no longer just telling a stereotypical superhero origin story. They're telling different stories, which Marvel, because they've gone 23 movies deep of all these interconnected storylines in the MCU, they're now able to go off the, you know, go off the deep end. Bless them. It's a good next step. And yeah. And so there the things that I picked out on this is like, there's a, one of the scenes, I think it was like with a family ties background where she looks like there's like two bassinets and then pacifiers popping up. Vision and Wanda had twins. Uh! They had twins called and that that were part of the Young Avengers. They were called Wiccan and Speed. Uh, Wiccan is his name was uh, William or Billy, and Wanda used to call him Billy Bear. So on the fridge there, in that like sort of Roseanne um, backdrop, on the fridge there's like a piece of artwork that's like a bee, but there's like it's like in the shape of a bear. I just goes wow. like Billy Bear, right? And it was like deep cut shit. Um, so yeah, they they've got they're like twins that have sort of extraordinary powers. They become part of the Young Avengers. We've already been told that Monica Rambo, who was the young kid in um, Captain Marvel, yeah, she's going to be showing up in WandaVision, wow. and she's also one of the the people in the Young Avengers. So there's like a lot of kind of cool sort of long game setup. And this one will tie into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, right? Yeah, yeah. So Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be a movie, like a you know a, a theatrical release, and uh, Wanda Maximoff is going to be in it as a character. So this is very much going to set up what's going to happen in uh, Doctor Strange. How I see this is basically a miniseries. You can't. I don't think you can c- sustain this kind of thing. And I think it's basically going to be a a lead up. You know, five, six, twelve, however many episodes to the movie and that'll be it and it'll cut, I be think cut for off all at the these, end I don't think there's going to be a season to promote two. a movie yeah. no <laughs> crazy uh, <laughs> not even to promote but you know when they put out all that like comic book stuff and whatever to like lead up to a movie and they just oh, like, like your companion materials yeah exactly yeah, and they just show you like to get you excited and to kind of show you kind of flesh out the story a little bit more than you you know if you did it in the movie it would just like bloat it but because it's a TV show you're happy thing. to do it and it's a good lead but up the, again the key with what Marvel does with these things is they don't just put these things in there for the sake of putting them in there. They create a good story first and then let's plant some Easter eggs. Like this, like the two pacifiers could be absolutely nothing. Could just be an homage to like talking about the fact that Vision and Wanda had kids in a comic book storyline once. And it could not, it might not lead anywhere, but it does get like nerds like me. Like I was telling you, like, man, I popped a bigger boner for this than I did for Shakira and J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, On that, happy birthday to your wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. She's happy I'm reading comics and <laughs> not staring at Super Bowl halftime shows. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, that just shows the attention to detail that they're clearly pouring into the show that there's 100 million Easter eggs in five seconds for nerds to... Pop boners. How horrible. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez, Paul. Wow. Nerd boner. Nerd boners. Um, do you know what I am excited about this show, though, for real, is um, seeing Elizabeth Olsen and, to maybe some extent as well, Paul Bettany, um, do these characters, but kind of be able to do more with them or grow outside them a little bit. Because I remember, you know, I was like, at this point, I had watched all the Scarlet Witch movies that existed. But when we watched Wind River last year, Art, Elizabeth Olsen shows up, and I'm like, oh, whoops, I'm in love with Elizabeth Olsen now. I didn't realize how dynamic of a... um uh, an actress she could be. She but, had a lot of serious roles, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, serious roles, but just like 
I just really liked her performance. Whereas I was just at Scarlet Witch, I was used to like scowly magic fake accent. Uh, fake sometimes accent. she has an accent. Sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. yeah, mad at Robert Downey Jr. Do a scowl. Do a magic. Mad at Thanos. But in an cry. ensemble show, she's just one of those characters that didn't have enough time to develop. You know, it's just like it's where she was and where she comes from, right? She comes from tragedy, and then she falls in love with the vision, and then she doesn't remember noodles. So in this one, <laughs> it'll be great Call back. for her to remember noodles. And the vision's you know, the one that forgets noodles. All yeah. oh, right, sorry, I forgot my own dumb joke. <laughs> no, it'd be really, it'll be really neat for her to like, you know, just stretch her acting wings a little bit. You know, it's like be the housewife, but then oh, Have things are not as they seem. And yeah, I'm excited to see more Elizabeth Olsen and probably Paul Bettany too. Like we've seen a little bit of him being um, personable as Vision, and likely there'll be a lot more of that to enjoy in this. Art, do you have a synopsis for Loki? In Marvel Studios' Loki, the mercurial villain Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Kate Heron directs Michael Waldron is the head writer, debuts on Disney Plus next year, 2021. Okay, stops wearing a, like, classic, like, uh, movie plastic costume Especially and he goes to giant wearing horns what is this like he's polo in jail. T-shirt? It's, uh, it's kind of it's, 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 it's a prison suit he's yeah. in jail okay what this is heck? what i was telling you about uh, to look at so this he, he has even less footage than wandavision because this is probably the only yeah, fucking thing this, they've shot for this this so is far. what i this is what i wanted to ask before we got into this is that when this when they flashed up loki there was no footage you saw loki first like yeah. the and i was like well we're not going to see footage from loki because this hasn't filmed yeah and then they showed this shot do you think that they just got tom hiddleston they were like we need you yep. for this one we need shot. you to do this one line yeah. probably yeah. but this what he's wearing is a huge giveaway of what this is going to be what um well to nerds like me i'm sorry <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say a huge giveaway but okay so the logo on his shirt and if we assume that say that's like handcuffs or prison bracelets or whatever on him and he's wearing a prison-esque uniform yes. and that logo TVA would stand for a comic TV book adult pro- only yes <laughs> no. uh, that would stand for a comic book property within Marvel called the Time, Time Variance yeah. Authority oh <laughs> did you not read the emails Paul no Paul no, never never emails. emails never uh, okay so I just pulled out email Time Variance Authority yeah Accordion. accordion. <laughs> Time variance accordion. accordion. You can only play your accordion for five minutes, <laughs> and that's it. What did you call it? A time the Time Variance Authority. authority now, uh, so I just pulled up like a quick description for you guys from the Wikipedia. The Time Variance Authority is a fictional organization, a group of timeline monitors appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. They have, they first appeared in Thor Volume One, Number Three Seventy Two. Now. Uh, the Time Variance Authority is basically a group of agents, like the FBI that monitors timelines. And if anything fucky is happening with timelines, like if somebody's time traveling and fucking things up, uh, they're the ones that are going to go in. They're the ones that up. go and sit at the Comic-Con and say, in episode 34, you are yeah. wearing two stars on your shirt. They've got but, the, G- like but- the multiverse <laughs> yeah. of timelines. Yes. They all have wor- the t-shirts that say Genius at Work. Genius at work. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I was setting you up for your Simpsons joke, Paul, but I didn't know how it went. I was just enjoying it. So it sets up a lot of things um, with what this could be, because we all know that in 
in the opening minutes of Infinity War, I guess, spoiler alert, Loki gets his neck broken by Thanos. That version of Loki is dead. The version of Loki that ended up becoming, you know, partners with his brother in Ragnarok and um, doing some cool shit. What the hell? Or the different line that's created... uh, when they go back in time, right? He yeah, disappears. So this is the Loki. That's that this is the Loki that, yes. that they're yeah. Yeah, just really he's about. still kind of naughty. Yeah. And he hasn't done any of the other stuff past Avengers One. He's basically he asshole nice Loki stuff. that tried to take over the Earth in yes. Avengers One. Yes. So he takes the space stone, disappears, and for some reason he is messing with the flow of time. Oh, this is neat. You know what this makes it? It's like he's like Carmen San Diego and he's like sneaking around through time and then the yeah. time century accordion has to like <laughs> or like the FBI or whoever and they're like chasing after him yeah. that has to be the that name of the sweet. episode time that's century accordion. accordion that's so sweet um, time variable accordion so there's uh, there's a couple I don't know if no, yeah, it's not even really a good idea to go through who the agents are, except for the one agent whom I think links into this uh, news with Owen Wilson. <gasps> Owen Wilson is cast now right? as a major character in this Loki series. So, and so you think he'll be a, the wow. head accordion? He'll be <laughs> well. He'll be one character. I, my guess is that he'll be this one character who had a storyline that I don't know, randomly linked to Luke Cage and Iron Fist in the in the comic books, but. Um, he who's like a former member of the Time Variance Authority, um, and he escaped to basically the Earth six one six timeline, and just lived out kind of the rest of his days there. He even I don't weirdly enough wrote a play about himself, and wow. the guy playing him in the play ended up getting kidnapped by the Time Variance Authority. Wow! So <laughs> thank you, Chris. I think um, Owen Wilson's going to be playing this this guy whose name is Professor Justin Gamble. Um, and yeah. apparently he's going to be uh, a major character in this. The other thing I think is that he could be a major character in that because I had mentioned that Professor Justin Gamble, when he retired to Earth 616, he wrote a play about himself, and then the guy playing himself in the play mm-hmm. uh, gets kidnapped. What if he's playing Owen fucking Wilson playing this dude in oh! play? And he gets kidnapped. <laughs> Just because Allah like... Ben, uh, Matt Damon playing Loki in yeah. uh, Ragnarok. In Ragnarok, yeah, right? Just can we imagine. just get this out of our systems and can we just all please do a um, oh, yeah. I know Wilson? I don't impression. do it as well as Paul. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, go, Paul, go first. Wow. Art. I don't have one. Just, just try. Just, just say wow. Just wow. say it. You can't even say it. Just that's one word. Just say it. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, that sucked. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just Curse, kidding. Curses we've heard a lot. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, no, no. I can't, I can't do it on the Do it on command. Do it on command. No, no, no. Three, two, one, now. Do it. <laughs> do it now. Mine's more like, wow. There you go. Right? Wow. No, that's nasally. <laughs> it is a little nasally. It is a little nasally. Wow. It's got to live wow. in between nasally. Wow. Good, good. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. You got to almost breathe when you say it, too. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Bud? Wow. Oh, sure. Oh, right, yeah. Wow. Ooh. Okay, ah, see, with the whisper, too. The whisper yeah. also works. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's Anyways, about the, <laughs> but, but about the Disney Plus shows here, I'm just so curious, like, what they promised the actors going into this, because they went from being in the biggest movie of all time mm. to, like, having these shows, and is this, is, are they doing it as, like, a thank you, Marvel Studios, we're going to do these 
like small shows now after being in the biggest movie because these are movie stars these are huge movie stars and they're probably paying the movie star money yeah i think the thing when we heard that disney was going to be making original content for disney plus we did hear that they're still going to be keeping the same budgets for like that they usually have in movies so i'm sure they're being paid in and around the same to do these plus this is like (laughs) sorry these would technically be like six hour movies that they're doing Sorry, did you Can you do that again? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Brian. Do it again. Sorry. I tried. I didn't think anyone was listening. You tried. I tried to do it. I can't do it. Yeah, come on. No. Okay, no. let's just keep talking. Maybe he'll no. do it again. No. I know. I, this is for this reason. I wish we had. No excuse. I wish we had multi-track on this. So yeah, like just pull his Yeah. Anyways, I just uh, I'm curious to see what they do with these characters because they're obviously promising you know more for these characters later on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think. Marvel, um, in order to get their fans kind of interested and curious about these, I think they have, like, it's sort of like what we do sometimes is they, they need to worry them a little bit. You know, everybody was worried about WandaVision when the description first came out about what this was going to be, mm. right? And mm-hmm. it's just them shaking shit up. Mm-hmm. One, because they can, because if it flops, you know, what is it going to be worse than Ant-Man? You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it flops, whatever, it flops. Uh, and they have the freedom to be able to do that. But that's what I want now in successful comic book movies is for them to be able to have the freedom for themselves to fuck shit up, you know? I just, pitter-patter here. Let's get her going. I know I've said it like three weeks in a row or whatever now, but yeah. it's like for this all to be backloaded into the end of the year, what the fuck am I paying for? What? Oh, is this what you've done, Disney Plus? Is that like you you tease me with Mandalorian at the end of 2019, right? And you're like, sign up for my thing. And then a lot of us signed up just for the yearly subscription. So there's no backing out of it now. And then what? So like a year from now? When, when it's all, renewal time when it's again. renewal time. That's, that's exactly what they did. Dinkery, come on. Yeah, but are you going to renew? Are you gonna renew? Uh, yeah, of course. For uh, my, they won. But why don't? And I'm gonna renew anyways. And also, I have a better user experience too. If you just dole them out slowly over the course of the year. Clone Wars now is I'm coming on to out. Picard, and I'm not paying them shit for that. Clone Wars is coming out in like two weeks. <laughs> 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 that, but that I think trying. that's part of it yes is that let's because they also know too and they had announced it we're gonna lose money on this in our first couple of years so they know we can't necessarily blow our load that quick because we're gonna lose more money than than this so blow a load <laughs> yeah everything's oh, getting real sexual on episode How? 69 nerd boners blow a load episode 69 taco tuesday all right let's talk about fast down. Down. Uh, nerd. Nerd boner load. <laughs> we were talking about kirsten and i are in the first aid group and we we're all talking about because part of first aid is that you have to if you're administering cpr on somebody you have to have something covering their mouth so that there's no mouth-to-mouth or saliva swapping. And so, like, we're talking about being creative if you don't have anything. <laughs> and then Kirsten brings up, oh, yeah, just use a dental dam. <laughs> and, and then they imagine, like, you do CPR and this guy using a dental dam and the casualty comes to and is like... Do I taste cherry? Oh, <laughs> my God. What's going on okay. here? Yeah. All right. If good. this first aid kit doesn't have a dental dam or whatever, what do you actually use? 
the, like the barrier there's thing? masks there's okay. actually they I, make I, masks I give you all permission for... to go into my backpack where I always have uh, a lubricated great flavored dental tamp now okay also great um, question about that uh, what, if, what if you don't have something oh we're talking first aid now yeah on first aid if you don't have something if to you're at the barrier work, if you're at work yeah. you, you don't give them mouth to mouth what you the just heck? let them die Okay, can I say right now and nope. put it on my record? I don't care how many cold stories you've got. If I am dead or I need CPR, just give it to me. I'd rather be alive with a cold sore than okay. without. But that's the thing is that you can technically still just save a life with chest compressions. Mouth to mouth. Yeah. Depends how fast they Here's the thing. Here. We did not have a SARS or coronavirus level of extinction back in the olden days when people just put their mouth on somebody else's mouth to blow air into their lungs. I'm sure it's fine. However, yes, Brian is, is right. All you're doing chest compressions in mouth, like with, with the blowing into the person's mouth, uh, is sort of inflating their lungs to, to, um, to get... Air, oxygen. I guess, circulating her. Yeah. But you're not necessarily even inflating their lungs with oxygen. You're inflating their lungs with carbo- um, carbon dioxide. Carbo- <laughs> Carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> carbs are the enemy, you know. Guys, I'm doing no like carbs. Now, please, no in my lungs. <laughs> no carbs in my lungs. Um, no, but really, come on. I know it. I know that. Yeah, I give you all permission to kiss me on the lips and that's, breathe yeah. into my lungs if that's well, what you deem necessary, even if you don't have a dental dam. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Paul. Thanks for that. If you're unconscious, you give me a permission to fart on your face. <laughs> okay, Fast and wow. Furious Nine. Can we what? talk? That was an extra silly from Brian about <laughs> Fast and Furious Nine. He's got a crazy boner for friggin' nope, one division. Apparently, we can't. Now he's a silly bones move. Now he's farting on his face. He wants to fart on my face. Look, Vin Diesel. I'm farting you because I think you can have your certificate rescinded for that kind of talk, Mister. Vin Diesel and John Cena. He comes to you. He's like, "What am I, pink eye now?" <laughs> Rodriguez in there too. So yeah. At least it Should tastes you? like grapes. Yeah. The family. Let's talk about Fast and Furious. Oh my God. Oh uh, yeah. That's like more respectable. Yeah. <laughs> Fast and Speaking of farting in faces. Okay. Fast and the Furious not. Oh, okay. Kirsten, I'm jealous that you recently did like a marathon, right? You and your husband yes, blasted we did, through yeah. all these mm-hmm. horrible movies. Yeah. What order did you watch it in? Oh no. We, we watched go. it in the regular order. So uh, we didn't you've been watch watching it, in- it wrong according to this article. <laughs> Oh, did we skip? No, I think we still watched it in the original because they're they're suggesting you watch three after five. So or they something start like that. off as small time street racers and then stealing. It is players. ridiculous. <laughs> Watching the progression of these movies is hilarious. The first one, they're like literally stealing VCRs, like DVD players. DVD. Oh, okay, sorry, a little bit older, a little bit newer. They're stealing <laughs> DVD players. Imagine the sequel with DVD players <laughs> from VCRs. <laughs> And there's like a little like kind of between thing, like a quick, a quick short video of them stealing DVD VHS hybrids. <laughs> oh my god! And right. then too fast, blue furriers is when oh, they got Blu-ray right. players. Okay. But like that's how it starts, and it's like it, it just turns into this huge thing. It's now ridiculous. we have cars doing Tarzan. Okay, vine. In the last ten seconds in this trailer Cena is his brother. Oh my god! <laughs> All this time, two. <laughs> In the last, like, ten seconds you've been watching this trailer, two human beings wearing not much more than, like, leather biking gear were, like, punched with full cars going full speed. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, my God. How stupid. Wait, John Cena's his brother? You didn't watch the trailer? Yeah. No, I didn't watch the trailer, but but he's, like, he literally, like, all he talks about is family the whole time, and he never has his brother over to share a Corona on Taco Tuesday? <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> 
Aaron Lee's brother wants to be just like him, but oh, better. Dear God. Helen Mirren is this? The hottest woman alive? Mm-hmm. This cast is stocked. Yeah. Everybody's in this. And we're getting justice for Han. Yes. Then this is the case. So... Oh, but yeah, you're like explain this to me because I was like, Hans who's Solo? the guy they kickered? Yeah, who's the, the Asian so guy at the, or end, at the end? So, yeah, let me see the kicker. We're all watching this right now. Okay, we're worry. all watching it. They're looking at the kicker. Um, Han is uh, one of the guys in the crew that actually had died. Okay. Oh, he's supposed to be dead. What? So the oh. fuck? No, he's dead. They can't do this twice. They already did this. They once. can do it though. Oh. They've done it. Um, oh, Ying. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, oh, so you've never seen this trailer? Mm-mm. Oh, interesting, oh, fascinating. But yeah, so Han died back in the days of Tokyo Drift. Drift. Yeah. So if you were to go back and watch Fast and the Furious, there's a different chronological order that you need to be watching this in, and it goes like this: one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight, and then Hobbs and Shaw, and yeah. then this one. Oh, it makes Dumb. so much sense. Um. Because what they ended up doing is, so uh, Fast and the Furious 1 had, uh, I forget the guy, the director's name. He was the director of the first Triple X movie. Um, And he's the one that created Fast and the Furious. Fast and Furious 2 had Tony Singleton. Uh, Fast and the Furious 3, or Tokyo Drift, was when Justin Lin ended up taking over. Uh, Justin Lin is like the director of all the the rest of the, the big Fast and the Furious movies now. Um, but not like Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, no, he's not the director of Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. No, but he's the guy responsible for taking Fast and the Furious and making it the giant franchise that it is. Right. Did, Otherwise, it would have lasted two. Wars. Star- he also Star- did the last Star Trek, Star Trek yeah, as Star well. Trek. Okay, yeah. but spoily. Like, are we? Do you guys want us to spoily these, this for you? Like, why this be handmade? These guys in it? have no. I do want to watch the I'm, movies. That's what I'm, saying. I'm jealous that you went through them, and I would like to do that with you. But you've already done it. But Basically, okay, so without spoiling also, it, and it's not a, it's not a huge about spoiler. These car chase movies. But they, they don't need to explain to me why this guy's back. No, they I'm go. not shedding a tear because the guy died, and then his CGI double is taking the exit or whatever. Like everyone's so emotional about Paul. What's his name? Paul Walker. Yes, I'm sad that he died in real life, but I'm not gonna cry. Apparently, there's a really heartfelt Park wrote a moment. song about it or something. It's a very heartfelt moment. Linkin Park didn't write a song about it. <laughs> Am I just thinking about the end of Transformers? <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, wow. It's all just a CGI <laughs> nightmare okay. garbage anyways. Hey, by the way, is there going to be actually any car chases in this car chase I knew movie? It. And this, cowards. This is what, you didn't read the email, but I was like, I know exactly how this conversation is going to go. And that is the exact thing I expected you to say. So now that you've got that out of the way, I am personally excited about this. Are there real cars in it? Oh, yeah. I, I don't care. They swing like Tarzan. I'm personally very excited about this. Cars. It's got a real um, Hobbs and Shaw feel to it. Yeah, and it is. They it, look like they're on an no, island. No, Hobbs and Shaw has supposed to have a Fast and Furious feel to it <laughs> because it's a spinoff of Fast and Furious. But no, I totally get where you guys are coming from. Cool. You guys don't have to go with me to the movie. I'm going to. I'm going to ruin it for you. No, yeah. That's you shitting on people's houses. Oh, man. I went to Did Hobbs you mean Shaw? shitting on people's houses or spitting when you said spitting? I said Did you spitting. Did I say spitting? You said spitting know. last week. I don't remember. Okay. You Did you mean shitting? Both. <laughs> um, and I'll fart on your face for it. <laughs> so what are we talking about? We're talking about Han. Yes, yeah, please explain to me. This guy died, but now he's back. He's okay, so chickens. Justin, so okay, Justin Lin took over the Fast and the Furious franchise from Tokyo Drift, and he introduced this character Han, who is played by Sung Kang. The thing is, he didn't also introduce him in Tokyo Drift. He made an independent film 
called oh. Better Luck Tomorrow. About um, that these, was part of this world. No, it's not part of this world. This okay. was before he started the Fast and the Furious franchise. Right, he just right. wanted to continue on this character because he loved it so much. But Better Luck Tomorrow is this indie film that is fucking phenomenal. John Cho's in it, um, and then Sung Kang's in it, uh, and it's about these spoiled um, Asian kids, kind of in high school, um, getting into like a life of crime. Um, so, uh, Sung Kang is in it. He plays the character of Han. They then, he then takes over the Fast and Furious franchise of Tokyo Drift, knows that Vin Diesel's not coming back, knows that Paul Walker's not coming back, and is like, okay, I'm going to decide to, I'm going to create new characters for this, and I'm going to center the Vin Diesel character around this character of Han. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of now like the beloved character, but in this movie, Tokyo Drift, he dies. He gets into a car accident and he's dead. Um, and from there, they re- you know announced Vin Diesel's coming back, but they made Vin Diesel's story, the return of his story, kind of a prequel to Tokyo Drift so that they can still cl- include Han and show that Han was actually part, of, part of the, the family, the, the family, the crew. Um, and they went on for what two, three more movies before they caught up to the timeline of Tokyo Drift, where he inevitably dies. But the reason, but they retcon yeah. his death so that it's not just a car accident that he gets into. They retcon his death that in that um, what's his name, uh, Hobbs Shaw. Shaw. <laughs> Deadwood Shaw, played by Shobbs, played by Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah, Jason Statham kills the guy. So he, Jason he was fault. the guy in the car the whole time. He killed Han oh, as a revenge for... Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, all right. But then that's, that's why it's justice for Han, because you're like, well, why the fuck do you let, just let Jason Statham be in your crew now? Yeah, why like, is you're like, he oh, it's all cool of a sudden the hero? That, like, he killed your friend, but now it's okay. So this is now, yeah, the whole justice for Han thing was like a social media thing that started up after like the last Fast and Furious movie and then Hobbs and Shaw, because he all of a sudden becomes an action hero, but he... Uh, or Jason Statham becomes a hero of this franchise, but he also killed one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. So this shows that he didn't actually kill the main or that character. Something. Ah, that's really this. what Vin Diesel was all pissed off about then. What? Was it? No. <laughs> so they, I like how like the last line in this trailer is "Justice will be served." Well, I was going to ask about that. Is like so they took what was an actual organic online. Yep. Little catchphrase, and they worked it into their. And big they worked yeah. it into their trailer. That's lovely. They're selling so, tickets. How that's what they're doing. Uh, so you went back and saw those movies. Uh, the last one I saw, Kirsten, was uh, well, uh, Hobbs and Shaw's last one I saw. But before that was Fast Five, and I thought it was fucking great. I loved Fast. Five. That was the best of the series. It was my. Is it? Is it still the oh, best? Really? I think of so. Yeah, I think like. It gets obviously big, and they they try to outdo like the the pulling of the safe and stuff. Yeah. You know, they they try to outdo that with a lot bigger scenes. Yeah. But I think Fast Five is my favorite, just because that is the first time when all of these characters came together. Yeah, and it was it and was done well. It was a good movie. See, I'll, I'll go ahead and say what it this is doing Fast too Five. is they're sort of starting like they they've got their own now universe of characters played by some pretty phenomenal fucking actors, right? Like Idris Elba is in this universe mm-hmm. now. Charlize Theron, um, Helen Mirren. Right, that's crazy. They've got all of these people now that were that just started off from this somewhat cult class, not even classic, but somewhat cultish type film about street racing and and stealing DVD players. Oh my god! And they built it into this. If you guys do go back and do a watching of it, it 
oh fuck, do those first three movies not stand up? They are hilarious oh, indications of like the early 2000s. Oh man. Yeah. And the one liners are so bad, and it's just so fucking funny to I watch. Have I have the barbecue feeling... scenes in the backyard. <laughs> I, like. I have a feeling that throughout this entire franchise, they are so of their time that they're going to act as a little bit of a time capsule, even as the series goes on. Like, this is going to feel like a very. 2020 movie and the last you know the Hobbs and Shaw feels so fucking 2019 and so on and so forth but They're just a delight to go uh, back and watch you know I will say like they've done a you know like you were talking about Brian a pretty admirable thing like this is probably the second most successful cinematic universe actually after the MCU yeah like although it's like one series and then one spinoff but like can you think of another one that is working as Bad well. Bad Boys is kind of good in that territory. Not, the, no, not no, most no, not successful. This like, not this way. This three movie. movies in Bad Boys is three movies in twenty five yeah, years. I'm pretty sure that in the Asian market, this is number one. Oh, for sure. Like it's above the MCU. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, because like I was saying, they you know they did have their own sort of set up their own cinematic universe, and you you never saw this, Kristen, but there is a quick scene showing. Um, can you go to the trailer? Um, there is actually a quick scene showing um, Ludacris and Tyrese meeting up with this guy that strapped a rocket to a car. Or oh yeah, um, so like a Miata or something. Yeah, so these guys. Hold tight for a sec, guys. Just hold tight. Try to pause it. Get to work. I'm just gonna run the audio for a second. Please tell me that's not a Pontiac Fiero strapped to a rocket engine. Impressive, I know. No, no, that's that's not impressive. Okay, so do you see those two guys? If you kind of go back and pause, the, or like take the audio out just so we don't hear it, but um, you can kind of pause it on those the, the other two guys. So these guys. Oh yeah. So this guy is uh, was it Sean Lucas Black or whatever the, the guy from he plays like sort of the Paul Walkery type yeah, character in Tokyo, in Tokyo Drift, Drift yeah. and he's the guy that helps him oh, with yeah. all the cars oh, cool. and stuff. So, like, they're bringing back all That's these... That's also hilarious, because the timeline is so messed up. And this guy was in Tokyo Drift, and he was supposed to be, like, in high school. He was supposed school. to be in high school, yeah. And then, like, they did a, a sequel to it, where it was supposed to be, like, later that year, or whatever. That was four kind or five. Kind of the same year. And, he it, and he's so much older, and they did not have the DHs. <laughs> and then, it's like, they put a backwards like... hat on him. They're like, he's still in high school? Because <laughs> yeah. technically, it was, like, supposed to be that last scene from Tokyo yeah. Drift, yeah. and that continues on. But that was, what, five years after? I think it was like 10 years. It was like a very significant amount of time. Wow. Anyway, yeah, go watch it. I'm excited for it. I know know what you guys think. You know, you're condescending little remarks about it. Oh, fuck you. You're not condescending. Yeah, no, I know what you guys think, but I'm totally going to enjoy this. I said Fast Five was a really good movie. No, I'm totally going to enjoy this. All right, we spent 15 minutes on cars. Let's talk about this uh, life-size Spider-Man stunt animatronic. That we saw a super quick little what? video. Maybe they could use that animatronic car, Brian. That would be a step in the ball. You're not condescending at all. <laughs> um, this thing, if you have seen, uh, I was talking about Disney Plus's Imagineering story. So uh, the 40 minutes where Kirsten cries every time. Yep. Um, the last episode, they started teasing um, uh, the Avengers campus at uh, Disneyland. Cool. And they show, like, even from, like, the state of, like, this wooden animatronic thing, like, you didn't don't even see it as Spider-Man yet, but you can totally tell that they're trying to make it as Spider-Man. So they show some footage cool. of them test launching it, and it's really cool. The That's animatronics, sweet. like, w- when I was there, like, the one that they have a rocket in the Avengers, or in the, um... um Guardians. Oh, yeah. Guardians ride. 
Oh, it was so good. Like, yeah, you, she, I saw like your Instagram stories from it, and I was blown the frick away. Because I'm used incredible. to like Chuck E. Cheese band, <laughs> you know, animatronics. <laughs> so seeing like yeah. Rocket move like that, I was like, oh, holy shit! Like, yeah. especially because he he pops up, and then I think, okay, he's just gonna stand there, and but he, he like walks, he walks, like he moves. And he moves, and I was like, what the fuck? And the Hondo um, one in the Star Wars ride is really good too. It's, so like they're there for these stunt animatronics. Like. Yeah, and I believe it too because like you can see even from in the Imagineering story, you can see the amount of detail that went into some of the old animatronics that they have and in terms of like almost making it as many joints as you have in like your actual, like the actual human like tissue or actual human bones and yep. muscles and stuff. Yep. Um, so this thing is really cool because wow. when I, at first you see it as just a wooden figure, you're like, oh, that's going to be weird. They're just going to launch this stiff wooden figure up in the air and it's just going to look like it lands. But it looks like they put the same amount of like joints that you would mm-hmm. see in like animatronic faces to have that detail, right? With the like the motion and like how he can move and stuff. Wow. And this is just absolutely brilliant because you can't depend on an actor to not break him or herself oh, sure. doing this however many thousands of times in a year, um, you know, or yeah. recycle people. So yes, build a robot to do this. Great freaking idea. And you're basically, all you're ever going to see is it, because like, you're never going to see where it launches and where it lands. You're yeah. just going to see the building and then it's coming up like a rainbow, right? You yeah. just, you don't see where it launches from the back of the building and then you're just going to see it disappear. Are you thinking that this thing will be launched and not be on like a series of wires? I don't know. It would be really dangerous. So it's really windy. <laughs> oh no, it's veering off course. Probably should have landed on a child. Probably should have a tether line. I would think yeah. it, it's almost like the the sleep. I think the Sleeping Beauty's castle, where if you look way up high in that tallest window, occasionally you'll see yes. the window the, the curtains open, and she's just and this is kind of one of the things that was missing from Galaxy's Edge that I read a lot of reviews about is like that. Great, the land is great, but then you look up and there's no spaceships. There's nothing flying around above you, right. and it kind of like they have sound effects you'll be like doo, 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 over your head but you, like when they launched galaxies the Jetsons car <laughs> yep uh, oh, that was good. That was it sure good. was. Um, <laughs> when they launched uh, Galaxy's Edge in Florida, they actually had drones flying overhead. Oh, nice. Um, but wow. they, they can't do that. I guess they don't have the clearance to, f- to fly them. But everyone was like, that's so fucking cool. So it is really neat to have something like Spider-Man flying above. It's going to make you feel like it, it, more They're immersed. Yeah, more oh immersed. God. There's like, a, I remember being at Disneyland and there's a, like a time during some parade or some shit, I don't know, but like a Tinkerbell, mm-hmm. which I probably is a, oh shit, maybe it's an actress actually in a costume. Yeah, I think it might be. And she like is on a zip line pretty much and she goes from like the Matterhorn to the castle. Oh yeah, that's an actor. That's an actor, yeah, right? I've seen it. Oh shit. And that blows me away as one of my favorite movies. I love memories. that. Like, that's a, such a cool effect. I don't think they so, do that anymore. So I mean to get a uh, Spider-Man like this is yeah, so super super. And 2020 too. I thought it was opening way later. That's yeah, it's like construction. Or Holy that's shit! That's it, Carson. I'm going. I have to go. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Send us to Disneyland. Disney has Disney. Gone back yeah, I know they haven't gone back. Jesus, I'm not going back until I have a child to bring. And by then, the Spider Man is gonna be all rusty and it's like no, because you know, yeah, girl, you, girl? you can't go back with a child because then you're waiting till they're like how much older. Like seven at least. Seven or eight yeah. or ten until. And I gotta be old enough to ride the rides because I'm not fucking Just taking no kid there. I can't get on those rides. So you can enjoy everything without having to drop somebody off somewhere. And <laughs> that's why I was like, the next time I go back to Disneyland, if it's in the next couple of years, I'm bringing my parents. 
<laughs> and all your children? No, no, no. Yeah, no well, so the parents my, can watch yeah, the children. Yeah. Because, like, I want to enjoy some of these things. All right, let's switch gears. We're going to come back to Disney in a moment, but uh, this company called Mari Car has been ordered to pay Nintendo, Nintendo 50 million yen, which is... Uh, what do we say about uh, six hundred thousand Canadian dollars uh, there in Japan, and they run they run Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> bless you, tour. Th- bless you, uh, excursion things. You know, little racy thing. And I think they were planning on one of these in Vancouver, but they were, you know, they have to be very careful about their copyright and what sounds like infringing on the copyright and Nintendo has swung the hammer and they win a lot of money. Because I've seen so many videos of this, right? Like where people are like, look at me, I'm Yoshi and we're doing a thing. But I didn't realize that it was not licensed. Yeah. No, I'm Mari Car. That's... It reminds me of like, was it in like Thailand or something that Tim Hotons? (laughs) Yes, 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 you're right. like something Thai people would do. Yeah, Yeah, in 2018 they talked about... about Thai people. I said location. (laughs) They talked about a Mario Kart kind of track coming to Vancouver, but I don't think we heard really much more sorry about i didn't that. invite you to the super bowl party they just all like it's easy they just had to have yashi and danky kang, oh, and, danky like, like, <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> and they would have been fine this went nowhere fast are we going to talk about I anything before a bunch of us saw the first episode of picard uh did you see the second one? Has anyone yeah. seen the second one? I have, yeah. Okay, no. what are you guys thinking so far? No, so, no spoilers. Some, some people second. haven't, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so two episodes of Picard have come out. And this is what's a little bit gooder about recording on a Tuesday is, I mean, especially with Picard, when it drops Thursday at midnight, and Thursday was the day we were recording, none of us going to have a chance to watch it before we record. Yeah, that so, was their Mandalorian problem, too. Yeah, yeah. So this is why we one of the written. No, it's not. So, yeah, two episodes of Star Trek Picard have come out. Has everybody seen the first episode? Yeah. Yes. No. Dude, are you going to wait till they all drop again? Oh, yeah. No. What's your deal, Brian? Uh, you I, talk about it. For guys who never watched He was real spaceship Star on that Trek. show. Not CGI yeah, crap. Real space. <laughs> Start again, Art? For a guy who's never watched any Star Trek except for the movies. Oh. Yeah, so I went into it and I thought, okay, everybody told we me that I could watch it. We forced Art to watch yeah, it after we watched oh, Marriage oh, Story. Right. <laughs> yeah, my house. Here's a palate cleanser. Wow. Well, I wanted to go with The Departed, but they said Star Trek. Oh, jeez. Departed. Departed. Anyways, watched it. I felt very lost. Maybe just because of the company I was with. They kept talking about old this and old that and all the nods to everything. So I I, I think, though, that you can watch it without knowing anything about Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, I do think you can. Yeah, I I would agree. They set up quite a lot of stuff, and they tell you. You're not going to get as much out of it, obviously, because it's all it is is a big fucking nostalgia circle jerk. But but there is lots. You can follow the story enough. Um, What are your thoughts team about this show like broad let's not do any spoilers or whatever but like broad strokes two episodes in what do we make of picard where does it stand up i am wondering if he's going to be somehow become a little less uh slow moving old man and sort of like regain that youthfulness Uh, or if that's just who patrick stewart is right now but i don't think it is i wonder if he's putting this on a little bit more and then he's going to become like re-energized with life in the cold and uh and sort of present a little younger maybe like the gravity of planet earth is bringing him down where he really belongs amongst the stars hey there you go that's an interesting uh take because like that's what i was gonna say is like sir patrick stewart is it's just old. And, yeah, and, and that's just, the reality of and it. And so maybe, yeah, maybe he is going to, except I would have said re-engaged. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> and his dog makes me cry every time he calls that dog number one. That's adorable. It's just a dog. It's, yeah, but its name is number one. Oh, I was going to say, what's the name? Is it Logan? No, no. God. <laughs> number one. And, I mean, oh, number one is such a good boy. Honestly, except he's not neutered. Except for the balls everywhere. Okay, yeah, dog balls on TV. Dog, dog balls, balls on really TV. Cute, not as cute as cat balls. But. Ew, gross. No, cat balls are weird. Except for cat the de- delightful. <laughs> they're gosh, say delicious. <laughs> they're delightful. They're little tiny little puff balls. They're so cute. Sorry, bud. I'm just gonna mute these guys for a second. Except for the worst telegraphed villain in all of history. Capels. Stop it! <laughs> um, I'm liking the show uh, in general so far. The antagonist is just really annoying and obvious. Who's and the antagonist? It's the guy you Spoilies. saw at the very end of the of the of the episode. Spoilies. The Romulan with the cool, you know, stubble who's talking to the twin. Oh, you reckon? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So, did you pick up on that art as somebody Romulan that, Klingon? I can't. I can't. The pointy make ears sense guy. Of one or the other. <laughs> you saw. You saw the uh, movies, though. Yeah. I so did. you know the Romulan in the movies were in the first one, right? Like, did you recognize that Picard's uh, house servant people were Romulan? With the eyebrows, yeah. was that? So what's what's? Well, Spock we thought again? they were Vulcan. Vul- they're Vulcan oh, because Sorkin. we couldn't. Yeah, Vulcan. They were That's what I was not Romulan, but they yeah. were Romulan. But like, they could have been Vulcans because yeah. you couldn't see All their the ears. Are like, this guy sucks. <laughs> and Trekkies, not Trackies. Track, oh, yeah, Star Trek. Um, so, uh, okay, so I have been enjoying Picard enough for sure, but I have heard some criticism that I do kind of agree with as well. Is that this like new era of Star Trek has to be? like all dark and it's it really is trying hard to have like all these political messages and everything so obviously the show has got a message about refugees which is like interesting and neat the way they've done that because they tied into the events of Star Trek 2009 with the Romulan supernova explosion and it kills all these Rom destroys the planet and all that that's neat that they've tied that in and that's kind of your jumping off point for this uh, series and of course, they're tackling a lot of like cool AI issues as well, and like the synths and data and Picard's, you know, working with that. And then they're gonna fucking spin the Borg into it as well. So it's kind of like it's a great little stew they're making here with all the different Stuart? elements. Patrick Stew, yeah, yeah, you're right. The whole data thing, I don't know anything you have about no idea. that. I'm right. lost They'll explain that. it though, I think. But the problem is though, is that like that's not really what classic Star Trek feels like, you know, because. I, and it's like, and, and it's, they're doing it on purpose too. Now, Starfleet, which was forever this like really, it was supposed to be like upheld as this really great institution, you know, that uh, did good throughout the galaxy and whatever like that and was good. Now they're turning it into just so that Picard can be like the fuck you, I'm going to do what I want, renegade captain, right? They're turning Starfleet into making these decisions that a Starfleet never generally would do. Yeah. And they're turning it into like dystopian, whereas the point of Star Trek it is that is it's a utopia, it's a utopian society, the United Federation of Planets. And once in a while, you get like disagreeable aliens <laughs> who are outside of that, and that's maybe where the conflict <laughs> comes in, or that's where you get like a battle scene or whatever, or the Borg comes in and tries to wipe out people. But generally, it's supposed to be a really utopian society, and everyone's getting along and doing the right thing. And so, just like 
for for the sake of drama and the sake of grittiness, you've made these all these bad guys in Starfleet, and he has to like rebel against them. And I just I don't know. I just that doesn't feel like what I like about Star Trek. Um, I love both the original series and the next generation, it's such a bright and lovely vision of the future. There isn't that racism. There isn't that like push against refugees and refusal to help a certain race. Like this is humanity at its best. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a little less dramatic and a little less exciting for like a new audience, maybe like art, but that's not the point of Star Trek. Yeah. And I think though that because it's not only this amount of time has passed in the story, this amount of time of time has passed in real life. I think that's probably why they've made the switch is because they realize they can't hold on to that golden glow of wholesome goodness that the that the Federation represents and that there's got to be seeding some, which again is not the right answer because it's just like everything's got to be dark and gritty but I think that's sort of how they would explain it away right and it's a shame too because I thought in the 2009 uh, JJ movies those three let's just say they did a great job actually of upholding those ideals they were also like perfect for non-fans like art because they're fun and watchable as the onion put it right and Benedict Cumberbatch is in them (laughs) and Cumberbatch shows up and Christian gets drunk um and there is, there is <laughs> there's drama. You know, there are little elements of like. You'll do that and you won't do a wow impression? Yeah, you would. <laughs> you did that and not a wow. <laughs> he tried the wow, eventually he got there. He wants to take part. Um, so, like, it did. It held up to those ideals and gave us, like, action, adventure, and drama. Um, these series, Discovery is the same way. It's not that at all. It doesn't feel that way. Yeah, and I okay. fell right at Discovery, but I'm gonna, so far definitely continuing with uh, Picard. So, question. You said that this Picard, the Picard show... Mm-hmm actually ties into the events of like uh, of the 2009 Star Trek yes. with the Ro- like starting with kind of all the shit that happened with the Romulans yes wow yes cool. oh yeah. it's, it's a really neat tie in it's I like I like the, the the overarching plot and what they've done and how they've involved the Romulans yeah. I love it it's great because the Romulans were sort of like the one species that never got you know you, you brought the Klingons into it you brought the Vulcans into it the Romulans never really had that much involvement and here they do and I think it's a great way That's to do it so cool it really yeah. is and it ties in um, the storyline from um, the next generation where like Spock was on Romulan he was trying to get them tied in mm-hmm. that's what he was up to at that time and you know then the sun exploded and wiped out the planet but that's why Spock is there and primed ready to go to try and help them in the 2009 movie so it all ties in really neatly and everything like that it's just the tone and the and, and kind of what they're doing with Star Trek and trying in this attempt to make it grittier they're also TV it seems like for. then they're trying to attempt to make it a little bit um like trying to make it very mass appeal, right? So if you like the JJ Star Trek, uh, this ties in a little bit to the storyline. This can technically kind of almost be like a spinoff to that, even though it's almost a continuation of the Next Generation story and and some of the other uh, stories from like the the nineties television shows. I would say no, it's, no, no, I don't, no, I don't get the mass like the JJ movies are mass appeal, right? Again, mm-hmm. fun, watchable, attractive actors. Do you know what I mean? You're not telling this you for me. See the movies. I did not give a crap about the storyline. <laughs> like, give me Zachary Quinto versus yeah. Chris Pine and have them laugh at each other in an elevator. Like, Those are mass appeal. This has all the like the boring space politics of classic Star Trek, which is not mass appeal. This has got an eighty-year-old lead character. Yeah, right. Like, there's nothing. Really Really is too mass appeal 
about this. They are trying Except to make the dog's this, balls. Yeah, oh, okay. there's a dog's balls, which are adorable. But no, I wouldn't even say it's that. I wouldn't even say it's an attempted mass appeal. <laughs> try, okay. try and do your homework next week, and we'll try and I'll catch, catch up for episode three. I know. Paul never s- next. didn't sell it for me. Now, just Ooh, now. Jesus. I know. I know. I, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's a fine show and everything, but like... Does it have a car... Going off of a oh rope bridge, God. swinging yes. across this a farm. magnet plane. Right. Does it magnet yeah, plane? Right. I sent down practically. So, so right. one other thing that I can review and recommendation: the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight episodes of Disney Plus Short Circuit. These are a bunch of little shorts. Kirsten, watch them. They are the longest one is seven minutes. They're oh. all five or six minutes. They're these tiny little, generally non-vocal stories, and how, what they are is random people within the Disney studios, but not necessarily animators or directors or whatever, people who have a story, but maybe do something else within Disney, are given the team to flesh out their story and animate it and turn it into a cool little short. And I have been quite enjoying these. So this has nothing to do with the movie Short Circuit? Nothing to do with the movie Short Circuit. That confused me too. I agree. Because I saw Short Circuit... Yeah. Uh, on my Disney Plus, and I was like, "How come I don't see uh, what's the Johnny, Johnny Five? Five. Oh, He's alive." <laughs> so you guys are searching the bowels of Disney Plus to actually find something. Well, this was That's a new this right was now. a new thing that they promoted, but I couldn't find it anywhere in their proper interface. This is something that I try and look out for: is like, how easy is this to find? I couldn't. I had to search for it to find it. I'm really surprised because it's couldn't a great little collection of name. stories. They couldn't have called it short short stories. <laughs> Well, they have Disney yeah, shorts. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, Spark Shorts Spark was the, shorts. the other one that they have. So, um, anyways, I um, I pre- I uh, I re- review and recommendation that there is a really cool one. Uh, a sh- a sh- like it was a Pixar short, one of the Pixar shorts of a Toy Story, sort of a Toy Story four prequel to show like what happened to Bo Peep in between. Oh, um, really? Yeah, Toy Story two and four. Because she wasn't in three. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, she so was? that feels. What's that called? Uh, I must have missed that one. I forget what it okay. was called, but There's I just like, saw it. Like it's this giant picture of Bo Peep on the phone. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. I keep seeing Ask Forky. I don't want to watch Ask Forky. <laughs> those are some of those are pretty funny. Uh, also written down here, I have Paul Dizzy plus Twingy. Breaking news! I forgot that. What is this? In the word Disney. Um, oh, so <laughs> Disney Plus. I, what is this handwriting though? What does it say? I want to. Is this Disney Plus? It's breaking oh, news. Oh, Disney Plus thing, right? Okay, thing. Yeah. Um. I uh, remember last week I said that, um, and this will tie into the next thing as well. We were talking about what would you want a live action remake of, and I said Sword in the Stone. Oh, right. So yes. trying to get my money's worth out of Disney Plus, I watched Sword in the Stone this weekend. Mm-hmm. It would be a challenge, I think, to oh, actually. No. You know, it's like, it's great, and I love it, and it's all there, and all that, all the elements, but you would really have to adapt it. But, it's, but it still holds up, because then, uh, conversely, I also watched. We've talked about this on this podcast, the Black Cauldron, mm-hmm. right? The like piece of shit Disney movie, and I'd never actually seen it, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna give this thing a whirl. It sucks. Oh, we never talked about it in no. the podcast. You got you mentioned it to Jenny in the afternoon show. Oh, is that right? But the Black Cauldron is one. There's like one of the Disney animated movies that almost sank Disney. Is yeah, your mouth full of food, Brian? I'm so sorry, okay, and I fine. couldn't believe how bad it was. And actually, I fell asleep before the climax of it. Um, but um, it is really, really bad, and it's I it's I can't even like recommend to go and watch it to be like, look how bad this is. It is so bad. I can't believe it got through. It, it like that anyone in the history of the company of Dang. Disney would release this thing. It's like the lighthearted parts of it 
are horrible and wow. bad and don't work. And then the scary parts of it, the like bad guy and everything, are so fucking over the top and scary that I can just imagine parents being like, we're not watching this, and like walking out with their kids who are freaked out, <laughs> scary shit, and like word of mouth, I'm sure, spread, don't take your kids to watch this Disney movie, because it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, if it wasn't Wild. for the Disney animated classics, Disney would have been like completely tanked because of Black Aldrin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it took Little Mermaid and like a totally a totally rethink what the fuck they were doing after mm. Black Cauldron um to uh, turn it around and then have the renaissance, you know, thankfully, but uh yeah, wild, wild well, thing. And it's just available there on Disney Plus. On the topic of things we would want to see remade, I still go with nothing. Uh however, despite that, the late breaking news from Mary Harrison on the Zones Geek Out podcast group on Facebook, it looks like they're going to try and remake Lilo and Stitch as live action, please. Yeah. Oh. This is interesting. Please. Now, how reliable, because I just noticed this too, and it's an interesting story and all, but... KennyThePirate.com? Yeah, KennyThePirate.com. How reliable is Yeah, this is the website. This? Probably this is as reliable as we got this covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe less. Um, could... Right, why not? If they're going to remake fucking everything, why not this? I saw you write down on Bud's sheet, like, Lilo and Stitch LA. It's like, what, they got a problem with Hawaii? <laughs> they're going to remake it and do it in LA instead? LA. LA. Oh, um, live action. I get it, yeah. Yeah, why Why not? Why not Lilo yeah. Lilo? Lilo, Lilo. <laughs> why Have another Paul Jeez. I'm Tom Brokaw. <laughs> why not get a... Is like cast it and for real, and then you get your little CGI alien monster in there too. Why not? Boo! I, do not want. Of course, do not want. Mm -hmm. But if they're gonna mine their troves, you know what they're gonna yeah. do too. Mm -hmm. If they can do it, not CGI ro uh, Stitch, but they just take Baby Yoda, oh, cover him blue, maybe give him a bigger nose, a fur, a little bit of fur. Mm -hmm. There, there you go. There if you, you go. find things that you want to share with us, please put them on the Geek Out Podcast Facebook group, and apparently we will see it live and talk about it as we're recording, which is great. I don't really remember Lilo and Stitch that well, but isn't the premise there enough for like a TV show? It's like, they oh, made like, one. They, they made did. One. Yeah. They did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's like an ongoing thing. It's not like yeah. a beginning, middle, end movie narrative that you have to follow. Why not do that? It is, but it's, it, they can then continue it in the TV show. Oh, before we go do the ending... Make our calendar say February, and we can tell oh, we can yeah, reveal right. to everyone it's who February. our Star Wars character for February ba, 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 on our calendar. Ba, 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 it is ba, ba, ba. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, Ooh. who would complain and whine that he has the shortest month, <laughs> but it is yep, a leap year. Definitely would. Bonus day. So yeah, you can also reach us at geekoutofthezone.fm. Anybody have anything to say before we? Get a hello from another member of the Zones podcast family. Hey, Art. Hey, Curb. We're back. Yes, we are. For the 2019-2020 season of the Canucks. So if you're ready to hear more about the Canucks, listen to Between the Stammers. The Canucks are a little bit better this year. Even though Art still doesn't think they're going to make the playoffs. And kind of on the fence about it. We're going to be doing a lot of shotgun shakes this year. Well, I won't be. Because Art drinks tea. Yes, I do. Check out Between the Stammers on the Zones Podcast Network at thezone.fm. Carson James, where can we find you on Instagram? Taco Tuesday. Okay. Can I say about your Instagram is a weird thing? Your <laughs> highlights is just the one story <laughs> of... This is on purpose. It's Go to Carson's Instagram. You'll see her highlights is like four different highlights and it's all just one story of the Jaws it's ride my favorite Studio. I love it it's like, so great it says, someone, you're supposed to be our social media expert <laughs> around here you have the worst 
cultivated Instagram highlights. What the fuck are we I doing? I think it with says this? Jaws, the first one, and then highlight, and then highlight, and they're all the same. I thought they and all she's, said, she's left it, Jaws? and I love it. Is that a mistake? So yeah, it's loving. Jaws popping out of the water. Yeah. That's a highlight. And that's the only thing. And yeah. the other two highlights that are the exact same oh, no. thing are. They all say Jaws. Oh, they do? Okay, all four, yeah. I just noticed this today. I was like. You used to say highlight. I was like, oh, I haven't been to Kirsten's actual Instagram in a while. I bet she's got a really great one and well cultivated. <laughs> One of the ones with like the pictures that interconnected to one big picture. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Doesn't know how to work it. (laughs) No, I know exactly how to work it. That's an important highlight in my life. Oh my god. Art Aronson. (laughs) At Art Aronson, also between the stammers. Polly. What? (laughs) (laughs) Brian? Huh? I'm Webmeister Button on socials, and you know where you'll find all of us? Uh, sometime between Talk March 20th. No. Sometime between March 20th and 22nd, we will be returning to the Capital City Comic Con at the Victoria Conference Center and Ooh. Crystal Garden, and we'll be doing another <laughs> live. Con! <laughs> wow. Wow. And we'll be doing another live pod probably on the Saturday. I don't think we do have, do we have our day yet. We don't know we when don't have a day gonna, yet. Yeah, so we'll probably maybe on the Saturday. But yeah. Put us in the main room, too. I, I want to be in the auditorium. I think yeah. that's going to happen. What happens but. before the actual, like, Malcolm McDowell last year, right? Yeah. yeah. He was in the main auditorium, same time as us. Number one, do not put us on at the same time as the headliner <laughs> again, because no one will come. So, but what happens in that auditorium before the headliner? Yeah, just Nothing, let, right? we could just be a room where you can come chill out. Let us and do we'll it in the big out. room, in the or, auditorium. Or after, and we just talk to the guys that are cleaning up, like, the popcorn off the floor. <laughs> <and> <laughs> you, sir, uh, who's your favorite Marvel character? <laughs> but at least then, like, you know, people who get there early to go and see Dr. Crusher, whoever is the headliner this year, <laughs> might actually watch us by accident. That is a good plan, actually. I highly don't think it'll big happen. Room, but, uh, big room. Big room. Big room. Come on. If nothing else, look it. If you got like a dog and trick pony show or something, I don't know, or you get a dolphin on stage doing tricks, then I get it. <laughs> but like, dog and that, trick or a dolphin show. <laughs> what else in the auditorium? And there we have it from Paul Plastino. There's nothing else. It's been the Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.